welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my co-host, Micah Maddox, and this month we've been talking about, oh, Micah, (laughs) I'm so tempted to do it in Mel Gibson style again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe I should do it for you. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Micah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little shy today. (laughs) All right. I won't say freedom in the way that Mel Gibson did, but I really, really wanted to. Maybe maybe the end of this series, I will. So, Michael, we've been talking about the freedoms we have in Christ and in this nation. We discuss politically or religiously correctness and the church. And now today, I want to discuss political correctness and a biblical worldview, seeing our history through God's eyes. I can't resist sharing two scriptures, if that's okay, for today's episode. Uh, the first one is out of Psalm 33:12, the New International Version. So beautifully describes the promises we have when our nation is founded on Christ. It says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. We have an amazing inheritance when we uphold God as our Lord and his standards for our nation. But you know, I also need to share this scripture from Ecclesiastes 10:2, New International Version again, and a little tongue-in-cheek. When we're trying to discern how we should vote to uphold our conviction of being a nation founded on Christ, it says, the heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the heart of the fool is to the left. <laughs> the right? Is that what you said? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Obviously, that scripture's not talking about political parties, but it does make one wonder. (laughs) Yes. Oh, we're going to get some emails about this one. (laughs) Now, everyone knows we're supposed to avoid political and religious discussions, right? That's That's right. We're going to be tolerant. (laughs) It's taboo. This is taboo. That's right. But that says something, doesn't it? We have the right of freedom of speech in this country. So many rights that have been given, but little by little, they can be stripped away if we do not uphold them or talk about them in a healthy manner. But how do we uphold them, and how do we talk about the sticky subjects in a healthy way? Hmm, it's a tough one, but I think I really think that we have a purpose hmm. as believers, as Christ followers. We have a purpose of doing our part to educate others who we have an influence on. You know, God has given us a place of leadership, whether hmm. it be in our home or in our church, or in our community, in our neighborhoods, on the ball field. God has given us an influence over people, and it's important that we use those opportunities of influence to educate others about the truth of God's Word, and to educate ourselves, and to know, you know, what are the current issues that we're dealing with, and what does God's Word say about them? What would our founding fathers mm. say about what's going on right now, and how would they act in you know, response to some of the things that are going on in our nation and in our culture? The culture is definitely trying to influence our children and our children's children through the media. Yes. You know, even through the church and our society at a rapid pace. You know, we are constantly being bombarded with media that is that's warped that's you know twisted just a little bit to make us think that our government is one way or another way and if if we don't look at history and learn from history we're going to be destined to repeat the same mistakes Mm. over again 
That is, and we know we've all heard that phrase, but we need to keep saying that to remind ourselves. You know, when I hear you talking about the influence, the sphere of influence that we have, what's sad to me is the first thing I thought about was the school system or even people at work. They're kind of told, oh, but you can't bring God in here. Mm. You know, and all the freedoms our nation fought for Mm -hmm. could be lost. We need to remember who we truly are. I love that we're called the melting pot. Such beautiful diversity, and yet we were united in one purpose. And we were a nation founded on Christianity. Why do I say were? Because a lot of times people are saying we're now living in a post-Christian era. Mm. You know, and Mm -hmm. you look at different statistics, I guess it depends on wherever you pull them from. But it is kind of more referred in the past tense. And that is true to say, too, the original founding was with that intent. But we have to be stewards and maintain that. And there are arguments on this today, but hopefully today we can shed some light on it. You know, Micah, I home-educated my children because I wanted to teach them the importance of our history, and that history being built on Christ. We use the curricula by David Barton, the Wall Builders Ministry, called Drive Through History. He states that the Declaration of Independence, the Paris Peace Treaty of 1783, and the Constitution give conclusive proof that America is a Christian nation. But we can lose that heritage if we let it be stolen by what is called freedom, ensnaring our nation to pagan customs and forgetting the great grace that God has given us. It's so true. You know, the Declaration of Independence mentions God many times in his role of establishing us as a nation. And so it's important that we go back and we look and we realize Mm -hmm. where our nation was founded, what it was founded upon. It says that men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. God sets his people free. You know, our nation rose above slavery and has been known as a righteous nation. Even though every nation has sins and can fall from within, if it does not remain in Christ. You know, Jesus, the foundation of our lives, Mm. was the foundation of our country at one time. And now in the society that we live in, we do hear a lot of doom and gloom, especially on the Christian side, that, you know, we are a post-Christian nation. But, you know, it comes down to when we face those moments of trauma and of difficult times in our nation. So I think back to 9-11. You know, 9-11, we were attacked. And there's many situations now that are happening all over our country where there's going to be shootings and just devastation. But when those things happen in our country, Mm. we see the same response. People rally together. People love their neighbor, no matter their skin color, no matter their nationality, right? No matter where they came from or how they got here, we rally together and we link arms and that's showing the love of Christ. Mm. So even though I think there is a lot of doom and gloom, I do think we need to remember those moments of hardship in our country because those are what make us look back to the foundation of where we come from and really link arms together and follow what I think our forefathers tried to implement back in the day. Well, in some ways, it's like you can't let the struggles define us, but then we can. Right, right. (laughs) Because there's a sense of, oh, look at all the wrong that's here, but look Mm -hmm. what's right in the midst of the wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is so good. I think a lot of times you do turn on the TV, which I rarely do, but (laughs) when I do, and it's like, oh, this is horrible. But who is framing it up that way? Mm-hmm. And now there is 
horribleness. You know, there are things that are not good. We're not going to whitewash over that or sugarcoat it. But I love that you're looking for the positive and we're looking for what is redeeming in that. And, you know, there's still a remnant who have not bowed their knees to the lies that political correctness spews out. But we need to turn the tide. And that is one reason why we want to do our part in refreshing our memories today about who we truly are. One nation, under God, with liberty and justice for all. You know, but sometimes we misuse the term liberty. Yes. As, you know, we've been talking about here this month, people use liberty, their freedom, for sin. And then they say, you know, freedom means that I can do whatever I want to do. (laughs) And really, that's not freedom at all. It's bondage. Yes, you're right. So sad. I mean, to say people should do whatever feels good means it is okay if someone harms another person then, right? I mean, Mm. hey, I'm allowed to rob because I feel like doing that, or I'm allowed to hurt, hurt somebody. They have that freedom. Also, in the Declaration of Independence is the phrase and standard that all men are created equal. This is such a beautiful freedom. Scripture even says we should view the other person as more important than ourselves. The freedom God has for a nation that follows Him is absolutely beautiful. It does not limit true freedom. It provides boundaries that lie in pleasant places that keep us from sin, that corrupts us and wrecks our lives. Yes, you know, and even though we do have problems in our nation, like racism for one, we can't allow those who do not live by Christian ideals to turn you know, us away from who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, when our nation remembers our foundation, we can keep putting forth the beautiful principles contained in the carefully crafted documents of our founding fathers that sought to design to protect us back then and in the future. Yes. I think it's just, you know, even just as we've been talking, I've been thinking, you know, I need to pull out the Declaration of Independence again, the Constitution. And we yeah. need to be reading that because we forget, too. It's easy to kind of just, it's like a current yeah. that pulls us away. But when we remember that God gave us mercy and made us a free nation, we remember that we were set free to set others free. It's not all about, I want all my freedoms. It's about, if we've been given this incredible privilege, what nations can we help? And what people in our own country can we help? That is one thing I love about our nation. When we see tyranny and injustice, we try to do our part and help defenseless nations. And I know there's different opinions on that. And no, we're not perfect. We're not talking about perfection here. You know, and one way that citizens can do their part is by voting to preserve our heritage what are some other ways, Micah? Yeah, you know, the, the right to vote was fought for so that we could help shape our nation, so that we have a say. When we as Christians do our part as voting and we put in, hey, you know, this candidate, this person holds the Bible truth as much as possible in my scope of influence. These are the things that I believe and that I hold to that's going to shape our nation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is abortion, and it's just so rampant in our our nation. And it's one of those things that, as Christians, we've got to look at that and say, you know what, I can't compromise here. Mm -hmm. I can't say that it's okay for babies to be killed over and over and over again and you know it's it's really it's a controversy even in the christian circle so i know there's people that are going to listen to this and be like i don't know because i don't you know i don't honor the current administration and i think man the powers that be 
are ordained by God. Yeah. God lifts up and he tears down. And right now, the current administration, God has lifted up. And, you know, I was at a huge convention just a, a couple months ago where t- thousands of Christians gathered together. And the vice president of the United States was invited there. And there were some in the group, in the camp, you know, inside the Christian walls that said, we should not invite the vice president because that shows that we are taking sides Mm -hmm. of a political party as Christians. So they're trying, you know, keeping the division of church and state. And, you know, I understood where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But here's, here's what it comes down to. Powers that be are ordained by God. And whether that vice president or president is a Christian or holds to some other belief, we as Americans have a responsibility to honor. Yes. Right? To honor those who are in leadership. And so I actually made the news. Oh, really? I, <laughs> I got <didn't> interviewed. <laughs> I got interviewed and I was a little nervous about it because I thought, how are they going to shape yes. you know, my perspective and are they going to cut and edit to make it sound like I was saying one thing or another. But the question they asked me was, you know, some people think that the vice president should not be invited or welcomed here. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? It doesn't matter what the vice president believes or states or says he is the vice president. He yes. does hold that position. And so whether he's a Christian or not a Christian, we as Christians one and as Americans two should welcome the vice president of the United States. Yes. Well, we do live in a, a time period where respect is probably not high <laughs> in our country. Right. But I mean, I would say I, I really do think the vice president's an amazing man, just for the record. I will go ahead and say that. For the record. <laughs> he did drop some truth bombs at that meeting so it was great (laughs) and you have to respect that and I think that's one thing is people don't want to respect different opinions you know once you were just talking about church and state separating we'll be talking about that the next episode because there might be some interesting thoughts there Mm -hmm. about what the original intention was in the framing of the constitution well, you know, David Barton's ministry has a lot to offer us in this discussion, too. We'll be providing several links on the website discussing further proof to who we were and are as a nation and who we need to remember, what we need to remember about that. When we forget the incredible sacrifice at the onset of our nation and how hard they fought to have religious freedom in this country, it is truly horrific to let that foundation go. It was costly. Next time, we'll talk about some ways that Christians can get involved. You know, I think this is so important for parents Mm -hmm. to be implementing these truths into their children because our kids are going to grow up and they're going to be bombarded with all kinds of information and all kinds of ideas about our government. Yes. And, you know, you just open Facebook and all of a sudden you're going to see what the media thinks about the government, right? Mm -hmm. And... We can, you know, some churches will speak out and speak up about truth and some won't. They'll keep quiet. So wherever our kids land, we need to make sure in the home that we are teaching our children about this. So some of these links that are going to be here on the website will be great resources for us as parents to share with our kids. So the raw truth today is that we are a nation founded on Christian principles. 
The radical grace is that God has allowed our nation to continue in freedom. And the real hope is that even when we abuse our liberty, there's always hope in restoration if we go back to our foundation in Christ alone. Hmm. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.